Welcome to Make a Yacht News Radio, the first and longest running podcast series dedicated to the large yacht industry. Hosted by Diane Byrne, the editor of MegaYachtNews.com, we feature conversations with engaging and inspiring people in yachting, from shipyard CEOs to designers, from yacht managers to young entrepreneurs, and yes, even owners. You'll learn how they got into yachting, how they're building better businesses, and especially how they're helping people like you Get more enjoyment out of the yachting lifestyle. Welcome, everyone. Founded by a German immigrant in 1863, which, to put that year into even more perspective, was during the American Civil War. Burger Boat Company is one of the oldest superyacht builders in the world. In fact, it is the fifth oldest globally and the second oldest in the United States. This year marks its 160th anniversary. And to say that the vessels being built and serviced in its sheds today are quite different from the ones all those decades ago is an understatement. I think it's safe to say that if the founder, Henry Berger, saw the 180 footers being built at the shipyard today, he would be astonished. Still, though, there is one thread that connects modern-day burger to its origins, that being a focus on custom yachts. So for more on those yachts, its extraordinary history, and how it not only keeps tabs on some of its classic deliveries, but also has strong relationships with the owners of those boats, Ron Cleveringa, the Vice President of Sales and Marketing, is joining the podcast today. So, Ron, welcome to Mega Yacht News Radio. Thank you, Diane. It's good to see, to see you. Good to see you, too. So given Berger's history, if I, I think you could say if the proverbial walls could talk, the stories that they would tell would certainly be remarkable. Um, there have been hundreds of different boats and yachts that have departed from Berger in 160 years. I know you and the team um, are celebrating the history, have always celebrated the history and have always paid really close attention to the developments over the years. That being said, I realize it's also hard to summarize 160 years worth of developments, but what would you say are some of the most remarkable moments over all of that time? That is a loaded question. <laughs> uh, yeah. Our history began in, like you said, 1863. Abraham Lincoln was our president. And Henry Berger started building uh, small 23, 24-foot Mackinac fishing vessels that quickly evolved into very large schooners and freighters for on the Great Lakes. At that particular point in time, the vessels for use on the Great Lakes had to be built here because there was no way to get them from the ocean. Mm. So... Um, Basically, for the latter half of the 1800s, Berger was primarily into commercial vessels. Uh, again, freighters, sailing schooners, fishing vessels, and so on. From there, it evolved into um, some yachts. His reputation for quality construction allowed people to come to him as a custom builder to build various yachts of different sizes. So that kind of was intermingled in with 
the commercial vessels through about the depression. At which point in time, things obviously changed and the local fishermen still needed vessels. So fish tugs, fish tugs of various sizes were created and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and utilized on the Great Lakes. And we've got hundreds of fish tugs that have been fabricated over the years and used. Um, military vessels during World War II, actually even World War I, the Korean conflict, uh, minesweepers, uh, subchasers, patrol boats of various sizes, shapes. Um, steel construction, we were one of the first to do welded steel in the fish tug arena. That evolved into welded steel yachts. Uh, in the late 50s, Reynolds Aluminum approached Berger about building out of this fancy new material called marine-grade aluminum. So we were one of the first to do that. Um, we built commercial vessels, steel yachts, and aluminum yachts at the same time through about the mid-60s, 1960s, at which point Berger decided to move to all welded aluminum yacht construction. Uh, 2008 hit, and you know what happened in 2008. Everything kind of dried up. So we kind of looked back at our history and said, well, let's bring back what we used to do. So we brought back commercial vessel construction. Uh, ironically, the first commercial vessel we built was the Corrigonis for the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources to replace their 75-year-old burger. Hmm. Wow. Um, shortly thereafter, we reintroduced steel construction to the shipyard, building several steel passenger vessels and a couple of research vessels. Um, then when Northland came along, he wanted a steel hull aluminum superstructure explorer yacht. So that's what we did. We built what he was looking for, built a couple smaller boats. And now we've got the two 180s that you had mentioned earlier. Right, right. It's it's interesting because the the commercial work I think is something that other yacht builders are are kind of eyeing right now because it's almost a I don't want to say a guaranteed line of work, but it's a a pretty steady constant need. So it does make a lot of sense. And obviously welding is welding, electrical is electrical, pipe fitting is pipe fitting, so it's the the same concept, it's just a different client. Exactly. Um, the commercial clients really enjoy coming to Burger because we've carved out a niche in the, say, under 200-foot range for quality commercial vessels. And um, the, 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 the shipyards around here, the big shipyards, deal with big, big ships up to well over 1,000 feet in length. A commercial client can come here and be not be that little fish in a big pond. Right, right. There's a little bit more of that uh that uh you know hands-on touch, I guess you might say, the 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 smaller touch, so to speak. Yeah. Definitely makes sense. So you and the team I know for years have been keeping tabs on the burger fleet. I remember back in the days of 
mailed newsletters before we all had this wonderful fancy thing called the internet. <laughs> there was the the Bergen newsletter used to always have a page where you would include um, some of the more historic boats, the original name, the year the boat was built, um, the current name. And I always thought that that was really special because not every yacht builder does it. And it, it may sound like an obvious question, but I, I think it's one that needs to be asked. Why? Why do you all track it and not just keep tabs on it for your own notes, but really share it with the rest of the burger community and, and people like me, people like some of the listeners maybe, who aren't burger owners? Well, once you're in the burger family, you're in the burger family. Um, there is a passion in the yachting community for the older burger yachts and to be able to help these folks out with questions uh, to keep their boat running is, is exciting. And, and to hear the stories that they have to say, the passion that they have with these vessels is just incredible. And um, again, because you're in the burger family, you're in the burger family. I've known clients who've purchased a burger yacht enjoyed it for several years, got out of it and moved on to something else. And um, they're still in the family. We still keep in touch. Right, right. That's nice. I know the um, the owner of the first um, so-called small burger, the series that you launched a few, a few years ago. I know she's a really good representation of that passion and that enthusiasm um, you know, you and uh, Jim Ruffalo and the other team members, whenever I talk to you about her, she's it always sounds like she's just jumping out of her skin, ready to launch the boat and can't wait to go cruising again and, and you know, really make more memories. Yeah, she is. She's incredible. Um, I was at the uh, shipyard when she came to pick up her boat this spring. She keeps it with us for the uh, for the winter because she is a Wisconsin resident. She brings it in every winter, does whatever maintenance needs to be done, maybe a couple little upgrades or tweaks or changes, whatever she might want. When the boat goes in the water and she shows up, she is just giddy. <laughs> uh, we got a text from her captain the other day. They had taken a trip across Lake Michigan, and he said she, she told him one more time, I can't believe this boat is mine. This is something she's always wanted all her life. She wanted a burger. Yeah. That's awesome. I love those stories. It's terrific. That's the enthusiasm that everybody wants exactly. from their customers. Exactly. So the yachting industry overall, this, I think this this conversation about her enthusiasm is a really good jumping off point for for what I wanted to ask you next. The yachting industry likens itself to a service industry because, um, you know, owners are getting what they want, right? There's someone who is a dream and she was a good example. She always wanted to own a burger. So that dream came true in working with you and with working with your suppliers. So I always like to ask people if they could use just one word to describe what owners want. What is it? So if you had just one word to describe, what word would you use? I guess I'd have to say adventure. The adventure. Okay. And elaborate on that. Well, the, the the boats that we build allow you to go to places you've always dreamed about. I'll go back to Blue Boat Home. 
the first Burger 48. That individual enjoyed Door County, which is up in northern Wisconsin, with their previous boat. Always wanted to go further. Wanted to go to that next port. Wanted to cross Lake Michigan, do Mackinac Island, go to the North Channel. All of these things on their bucket list, so to speak. Those are new adventures. What we build allow people to go on those new adventures and enjoy different places and do it in something that they created. Make a lot of sense. Definitely. So speaking of adventure, um, Berger is currently building a 180 footer for some owners who obviously will be keeping anonymous. How do they fit into this whole concept of adventure and, and how do they really embody the spirit? Is there something special that they're having done with the yacht or is this maybe a, a huge step up for them? Well, it's, it's a step up for them. Um, part of it is pretty simple. They want to go further than they've gone before. They want to be in a, on a platform or in a yacht that uh, it has the redundancy that they want to ensure that they can continue their voyage if something were to happen. Um, it has two bow thrusters, for instance, full backup redundancy, things of that nature. But it comes back down to being able to cruise to those farther, further destinations and enjoy, enjoy the journey as well as the destination. And part of the journey is building the boat. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. People don't usually think about it from that standpoint, but that, that definitely is true. Well, we have a long-term relationship with a client who builds a yacht. I mean, it, it, it's a marriage that you have to work on throughout the entire process of building the yacht. And when that client comes to the shipyard and sees the people who are building it, there's a synergy there. There's an excitement. You can feel it when they visit. And that goes part of the adventure. They can. I, we had one client come back and give everybody in the shipyard T-shirts. He was the second owner of the yacht. But he came back to just thank the people who built his yacht, which he didn't build with us. Another client did. And he bought it on the pre-owned market. But he was just so thrilled to come back to the shipyard and share with our guys his adventures and his excitement for his boat. Oh, that's so special. That's great. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I can imagine the the surprise that everybody had when he was handing out the T-shirts. You don't expect that from a, a second owner. You don't. And actually, another owner brought his yacht back here. He was cruising the Great Lakes. He was the, yeah, he was the second owner. He brought the boat back to the shipyard through a, uh, a luncheon for the guys, opened the boat up for the guys and their families to go tour the boat. And he had made some pretty significant changes to it, especially the interior. And he wanted the people here to see their, pro their product. Mm -hmm. Because let's be honest, we're in Wisconsin. Once the boat is finished, it doesn't necessarily come back. Right. People are off to the Med or they're cruising the East Coast or maybe going up to Alaska, something like that. Yeah. 
our yachts are, can be found around the world. Mm-hmm. So right, right. It's cool yeah. when they bring them back. Oh, totally. That's great. I, w- I would love that too if I were one of the craftspeople. That would be so neat to be able to see something years later to see what the owners did and be able to show the family, especially the the work that you did, because they may not necessarily always get that chance. Well, and when they leave here, they're finished, but yet everything's covered with plastic. Protective coatings are in place. It it's it, it it hasn't been lived in. It doesn't have the finishing touches that the owner brings to the yacht. And, right. and those little details, I think, are really important. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because that's when it really is truly theirs, 100% theirs and their families. So the, with the 182, if I remember correctly... Um, there's this is the first yacht that is going to have the Nyad total ride control. Is that correct? We're we're building two 180s right now. The first one has Nyad's total ride control installed on it. The second one, it's available as an option. But yes, that is correct. Okay, and in in layman's terms, what does this system do? I understand it, but I'm not sure that everybody else understands it. Well, NIAD's total ride control helps eliminate pitch in a seaway. Pitch being the bow up, bow down, pitching motion of the, of the yacht. So it consists of a bow foil and trim tabs. The bow foil works in conjunction with the trim tabs, which are aft to reduce up to about 60% of the pitch, depending on the speed of the vessel. Mm-hmm. So it's basically that much more of a, a higher tech, more modern way of making sure the boat is that much more comfortable. Exactly. Very cool. I look forward to seeing that in action. So with the other 180 that you mentioned, that is in build on spec, which I think might surprise some people considering Berger has been doing custom yachts for so long. So what convinced you to take this approach and what do you think makes this particular project right for what today's owners are seeking? Well, the second 180, part of the reason that we decided to move forward with that project is the ability to put tier two engines in it. We were able to lay the keel prior to the implementation of the tier three requirements. So we were grandfathered in. Uh, the engineering between hull number one and hull number two are shared. So that reduces the cost and duration for the engineering side of things. And it also gives someone the opportunity to jump into a boat that's already under construction, thus reducing the lead time for the project itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the project is... It really, it really has the burger DNA, I guess you call it. it you, you can tell it's a burger. It's more modern and it's, it, it's aesthetic, but you can still feel the, the burger DNA, the quality of construction, attention to detail, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Nice. Be a great project for somebody. And when... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I know it will be a great project for somebody. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So when is that supposed to finish up? When would delivery be able to be? We're looking at probably about three years. Okay. Yeah. And people are still looking for sure right now at uh, at projects that have a a quicker 
delivery time. It's incredible. I, I thought that would have waned already, and perhaps there's a little bit of it going on, but it's uh, it's still pretty strong. It is. We're it's amazing. Yeah. Well, good. Well, hopefully somebody who is listening will be a, uh, an intrigued buyer and come see you. So, Ron, thanks for joining us on Mega Yacht News Radio today, talking about the incredible history of Burger and talking about the uh, the 180s. Um, those are definitely projects that we're going to be looking at closely. Keep an eye out for more. Absolutely. Thanks. Well, everyone, if you would like to learn more about Burger Boat Company, you can visit their website, which is burgerboat.com. Until next time, I'm Diane Byrne. That wraps up this episode of Mega Yacht News Radio. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please share the word on social media. And subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Audible, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. And, of course, to learn more about what's going on in the world of large yacht cruising, new construction, and design, check out our daily updated website, the award-winning MegaYachtNews.com. 